No, it can't be. Mackin said he was coming back and then he missed a week. There's no way this one is real. What? What? Guys, it's true. Don't believe anything you hear. I know all of the blogs are talking about how I'll never come back. But here I am for another week. Happy, sad talk thing. I was paralyzed by exhaustion and fear last week, so I didn't make a podcast. I like doing this. This is It's always surprising to me when I start recording how my, my mood kind of lifts a little bit. It doesn't always happen. Occasionally I'll like crash and I'll be like, oh, I can't do this right now. Um, but I've been kind of like contemplative and in my head today and it just, it's... I'm in a better mood now, talking to you guys, so I'm excited to be here. How are you doing? Have you read a thousand books yet? (laughs) Did you learn Russian? Did you bake a hundred breads? Yeah, shouts out to you if you're doing stuff. Shouts out to you if you're not doing stuff. Shouts out to all of it. It's truly unprecedented time. And it's funny how I judge myself based on the olden days standards, which were already too harsh. Um, and I'm judging, yeah, so I'm, I should be judging myself on a curve, but I'm judging myself. What's the opposite of a curve? A, con- a concave? Uh, a spike? That sounds, that feels right. I'm judging myself on a spike. Not, why are we doing that? <laughs> so, I, uh, what, what did my week of paralysis look like? It looked like lots of uh, orders, delivery orders from the halal guys, um, which ethically I don't feel great about in terms of I feel like I shouldn't be ordering as much delivery as I'm ordering. Um, earlier in the pandemic, earlier in the pandemic, it was like maybe once a week, and now it's like three or four times a week. And it's definitely indulgent. It's definitely not financially sustainable. But also, it's like you know, I am increasing my interactions with people, and also making. Other people go out <laughs> and risk their lives for me. Um, but also, the, it is also like providing, I guess not the halal guys. <laughs> I don't know what they're fucking, if they're a big chain or a struggling mom and pop store, but it's definitely a chain. <laughs> but I tried, I feel like I've done a, 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 a lot of ordering from like, uh, just like smaller restaurants and stuff. Um, I should do more of the like calling the 
restaurant. I don't do that. I'm like so lazy. <laughs> Just like, and I'll put it in the app and they're going to bring it to me. And charge me a thousand dollars for like one taco. Um, It's a racket. I used to work for Postmates and it was a racket then. Um, and they definitely incentivize reckless behavior. Like with they used to do this bonus thing. I don't know if they still do it. Where it would encourage like unsafe uh, behavior where it would just be like, hey, if you can get, you know, 60 deliveries today or this weekend or something, like we'll give you a hundred extra dollars or something. And so you would fucking hustle and like not sleep and like, you know, and, and drive exhausted and fast and, like just make a lot of reckless choices with driving and um obviously I chose to do those things but also I do feel like there's a structural incentive and that's how they rationalize like not fucking paying benefits for their workers and stuff did you guys come to this podcast for a takedown of postmates or what (laughs) yeah fuck those guys but all, all is to say, it's complicated. The morality of it is complicated. Um, speaking of which, speaking of complicated morality, what did I do the last week? I fucking went hard on Skyrim, baby. What? What's that? I'm 10 years too late? <laughs> The joy of playing a video game that has been out for a long time is that everything, most things are known about it, you know? So really you can just have whatever experience you want. Like if you want to just, it was also cool because I like knew nothing about the game or like the storyline or, um, like I don't play a ton of different games, but I will find games and then just like completely latch onto them. So I guess I mostly when I was playing this game, I was comparing it to Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Um, and like that is a game where the story, <clears throat> it's kind of up front in the game. Um, like, yeah, you're uncovering like bits and pieces and memories and stuff, but you pretty much get it. And also like just from playing other Zelda games, you just, you kind of know... I think with that game specifically, because I also did play Twilight Princess recently, and that game there were some like twists and turns in the story where I was like, "Oh shit!" Even though like you know you're gonna kill Ganondorf in the end, um, and uh, but yeah, the very different experiences as far as like Legend of Zelda, you're you're becoming Link. You know, you're like, okay, I'm gonna level up this character. It's like. Yes, you can explore and go wherever you want. And yes, there are side quests and things. But like, oh, it's like pretty heavily like, okay, you're going to kind of become this one guy. And here are like the various powers you're going to unlock. And you don't really get to create that individual of a version of that character. Like you can get fun clothes and stuff. And the graphics are way more beautiful. And you can also climb on the rocks, which is fucking huge. <laughs> and in Skyrim, you can't really climb on the rocks. And it kind of doesn't look that great, especially on the Switch. Um, I'm sure it would look better if I had, like, a freaking big gaming setup. <laughs> 
Anyways, complicated morality in Skyrim. One of the cool things about Skyrim is that you start as like no one, you know? And as like and like Breath of the Wild, you're starting as this like like you know you're this hero that uh this like destined hero. Um and most people regard you with reverence immediate pretty pretty much immediately. And it's like there's like people you can talk to. And then there's like goblins, you know, and like all the, the bacoblins and the moblins and stuff. So like, so like the most of the bad guy creatures are like they're, they're not humanized at all. Um, and there's like you know there's like some I, I love Breath of the Wild, but it is just like so interesting looking at the differences, feel wise of playing the game. Um, Anyways, so fucking back to Skyrim. So I'm playing the game, and I don't know where it's going to go. And so it was thrilling to sort of, like, experience some, like, twists and turns of the plot lines. Also, the fact that you can make choices, and those choices impact the way the story unfolds. Uh, That's really fucking cool. Um, And that's really not the case in Breath of the Wild. I mean, you can kind of, like, do things in any order that you want. And, but you're really not, you're kind of just like progressing the plot forward. You're not really like, there's not a ton of choice based things. Um, so that's really exciting. Um, in the game, you, you are, turns out, so at first I was running around and I was like, no one gives a shit about me and this sucks. (laughs) Like, I love being special. There's something so fun about games like The Legend of Zelda where you are the hero. And everyone loves you. And they, like, give you stuff. They're like, oh, my God, I'm so excited that you're here. Here's a $1,000 and a very cool sword. And you're just like, yeah, you're welcome. Like, you're welcome. It's fine. Like, (laughs) I'm here. (laughs) And everyone's very excited. So there is, like, a part of me that just loves that, uh, the attention of that, of being the fucking (laughs) prophetic warrior guy. Um does that mean I'm a prophet or does that mean I'm of the prophecy? That's what I meant to say, but I don't think I said that right. Prophesized maybe is the word. Blah, 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 blah. Um, yeah, and it, Skyrim like really made me think about my life, you know? Um, I like staved it off playing the game for so long. My older cousin had Morrowind which is a prequel in the series and then there's Oblivion that I that I also played but I never really like wrapped my head around what the game was at that time like I loved fantasy shit because I it's pretty much World of Warcraft that got me like super into that shit um like fantasy type stuff and especially like you know RPG type shit and it's also when I was like falling in love with music for the first time and like discovering the postal service. And I was like, all those memories happening at once in my mind. Anyways, love fantasy shit. And yeah, as a, when I was playing those other games as a kid, I didn't really get, <laughs> I didn't really get the mechanics of it or like, I didn't really get that you could like set quest markers and like, I was just, like, so overwhelmed by the game, and it was, like, I didn't really understand how to 
like the open world nature of it, I was just like, this is so hard. And I also like, I don't think I knew how to adjust the difficulty level. So it was just like really, really hard. <laughs> and I, it was too hard for me to just enjoy. And I just remember like just getting beaten down by the game and not really understanding the combat system or like how to fight good or like where I was supposed to go. And like, I'm sure there was more like hand holding and guidance available in the game that I didn't know how to like access. Anyways, point at, point being... I would always spend fucking two hours on the character creation menu, just adjusting the facial features and really laboring over what race I should be and what class I should be, that type of thing. Those That's always been true for me in making in video game characters. Like, that's always the biggest decision for me. Um, yeah, and... So you're playing the game and eventually, first of all, I'm like, oh, this is like, I have no connection to this world. Like I have no family in here. No one knows me. Like what the hell? (laughs) But now in retrospect, I have appreciation. Like the game makers, like them making the game like that allows you to kind of just be whoever you want. And like, that's really cool. Um, But I I initially was turned off by the loneliness of that. Um, But then turns out you are, the dragonborn oh boy (laughs) you're a special dragon person that can fight all the dragons and the dragons are coming back or something i know exactly what the plot is i'm pretending i don't care that much but i could tell you you guys want me to talk about alduin (laughs) um he's big bad dragon guy and uh Oh, yeah, also the dragons talk in the game, which at first I thought was, like, hilarious and dumb. And I was like, this is dumb. Like, dragons don't talk. Where do I think that dragons don't talk from? Why do I have that in my mind? I remember in, like, the fourth grade at the book fair getting the book Dragonology. Any fans of Dragonology out there? And in that book, the dragons had their own written language, and I learned how to write my name in dragon language. And it was basically like a fake sort of textbook or manual of like all about dragon stuff. It was fucking sick. Um, And uh, yeah, I guess dragons had language in that book. But for some reason, just like seeing the big beast and not having it. I mean, I guess they do like, like scream and stuff, but. I just like hearing them talk, I was like, okay. <laughs> but also, it makes that world its own world. I don't know where else I like saw dragons that didn't talk. Um, you know, I'm trying to think of like other movies or something that gave me the impressions of dragons that I have. Where I'm like, dragons don't talk. But yeah, I don't think dragons should... I don't like when dragons talk. I think it's weird. I don't think they should... Maybe they have, like, mystical mind powers, but I I didn't like when they spoke in English. (laughs) I thought it made them more... Just I just thought it made it just, like, cheesier, and I was like, oh, God. (laughs) Anyways! Finally, get to your point of morality, Mackin. Um, Yeah, the fucking morality of the game, like... Basically, there's, like, a civil war happening, and, like, there, the game really allows you to decide, like, how benevolent you want to be, how evil you want to be. You can, like, steal stuff. You can just murder anyone. 
Um, and But sometimes there isn't just like a binary choice or even just like a good choice, a neutral choice, and an evil choice. A lot of times it is like, look, there are these three factions. Uh, you know, there's like the Empire, and then there's like the Rebels, basically. And then there's like this like old, ancient, like neutral group of mages. And then there's like the Blades, and they just like fucking hate. There's just this like anti-dragon group. And they all have different interests. And like everybody, and then there's like all these little fiefdoms, all these little, little f- towns with their own little kings. Yarls, as they're called in the game. Um, and yeah, everyone's like asking you to do their bidding and shit. And also, there's like all these side quests where, like, every, you know, you come in contact with like fucking dark, evil demon lords that are like, serve me. And I'm just like, no. <laughs> but I will do a couple murders for them to like save someone else. Anyways, I wanted to go in the game and be just be a good guy, but I ended up having to do some murders. And it like basically, yeah, it was just like, oh, in order to like just have me thinking like a lot about like politics and just like life in general and like the moral compromises that you have to make in order to like I don't think the game really offers you a path where it's like everyone will just love you and like you just did you did the right thing, hooray. <laughs> Which is kind of the case in Breath of the Wild. Like, you're not really, like, no one cares about the the goblins and shit. Like, you're just killing them. And then, like, and then you kill a big bad guy and you save everyone. Like, there is something clean about that story and pure. And also, there's, like, a lot of humor in it. And, like, there's, like, a lot of friendship and righteousness. And this game is a lot more, like, bleak and brutal. Um, And Skyrim, that is. And, uh... Yeah, I just remember, like, I remember, like, I really just had, like, had to think of choices where, like, one group would be, like, you gotta kill this dragon, and this other group would be, like, bro, that dragon's, like, our best friend. Like, please don't kill that dragon. (laughs) And then I would think, like, fuck, am I gonna kill Paranox? For those of you that know the game, I stopped playing before I decided whether or not to kill Paranox. Because I hit a wall! And I'm almost relieved, because I went pretty hard for, like, a week where I was doing that, like, at least several hours a day and like staying up pretty late uh, playing the game like pretty much that was like my main activity every day for the last week I'd say also went to work but I only work like a couple days a week so or a few days a week anyways um, yeah and then I just kind of hit this wall and it happens with video games and I'm almost like really relieved when it happens where it's like I can just feel it's hold on me like fucking release I'm just like, oh, I got to get out now before I, like, uncover a new layer that (laughs) rubs me in. Um, So in one way, it was, like, this really nice way to just, like, okay, yeah, I'm fucking overwhelmed by this global pandemic, and here's this way where I can just sort of peacefully just kill a lot of time. I can, I, like, feel like I haven't super, like, I am bored in certain ways where, like, I wish that I had some sort of, like, group activity to look forward to and maybe I could like plan one but it's like I don't know I like wanna I wish there was like a big concert coming up or like a big Thanksgiving or or just something like I don't know but I think that's part of the challenge of this and uh, 
Anyways, so I was occupied the whole week. That was cool. Um, but uh, yeah, I have a lot of shame around video games. If that's not clear already, um, I did I want to say anything else about the complicated morality of the game? Yeah, just basically like thinking about your life and you're like oh fuck dude like what choices am I making like who am I looking to to validate my decisions like how many other perspectives on this are there what do I just feel inherently like how much am I trying to people please how much am I like do I have my own set of values that that guide my decision making um and like what is my version of like what things are you willing to compromise on and to what extent is that like mature or is that like how you is that like a slippery slope dude anyways I was not affecting that the not expecting the video game to like have that effect on me to like start to have me like thinking about like my life and making choices and that type of shit um but yeah, the game started to feel repetitive, and I was just like, okay, fucking go to a town. Everybody wants you to like fucking do their bidding for them, and then, anyways, whatever. Um, okay, I'm drinking out of my soda stream, uh, or I'm not drinking out of the thing, but I'm making lots of soda stream water, and I it has saved me money on. I don't know if it saved me money on Lacroix. I think it has actually, because the thing is probably like twenty, thirty bucks. For the uh, canister, and uh, I think you can get them refilled, but obviously right now. So I think at the end of this, I'm, I'm going to like <laughs> have so many CO2 canisters to trade in. Um, but yeah, I love drinking bubbly water, and it keeps me so hydrated. And it's obviously more expensive than just like drinking like Brita filtered water. Um but I love drinking it. Like, and when I ran out of my first canister and I was waiting for the next ones to come, I just remember like drinking flat water and I was like, this sucks. <laughs> and it was the most like fucking like spoiled, like princely thought I've ever, <laughs> I've ever like flat water. What am I a peasant? <laughs> and, uh, yeah, the thing is, is like I didn't drink any water and I was like pretty dehydrated for a few days. <laughs> Nothing like violent or insane, but it was funny how I was just like, no, nah, this is bullshit. <laughs> Flat water is bullshit. And then you just put like some bubbles in there and I'm like, oh, I can't get enough. <laughs> uh, and I do, I mean, like I kind of like pulled back the restrictions on myself for video games this week just to see what would happen a little bit and maybe it's a little self-destruction maybe it's overwhelm whatever you know it happened it's fine i'm here but one of the realms that i just fucking let myself go crazy on is sparkling motherfucking water guys i just really don't <laughs> hold back <laughs> and so far it's been pretty fun and it's not uh it's definitely an expense but it's you know it's one of the cheaper habits i think than like i don't know other stuff respect to your habits i'm becoming a snob about coffee 
and I don't like it. I th- someone that I admire a lot once said to me, "Oh God, don't tell me you're becoming a coffee snob." And it re- and it's like this dichotomy of snobbery around something, and then like reverse snobbery, where you're like so anti-snob that you're like almost a reverse snob about something. Are you like so committed to not being a snob that you like end up just like rejecting stuff? It's still it's all identity based decision making and like I think the fear of being like a snob is like you're you're pretentious and you just like the identity of this of enjoying this kind of art or this like quality of thing and like makes you feel better than other people or something. And that's I guess like the criticism of it. And then this sort of like other type of snob that I, and I'm both of these in different areas at different times. We all are, I think. Um, and it's like, oh, I, I'm not fussy. Like I'm easy to please and I'm like a man of the people and I'll drink like gas station coffee and like I don't give a shit about it. And, uh, but in a way that's like you're still making decisions based on this like perception that you want other people to have of you. Um, so like, what's the middle ground of that? What's the like, oh fuck. Like I love getting really into stuff and like really talking about it and like getting into like deep conversations about music and records and stuff like that. And like, yeah, you're, you're, you're probably going to develop a lot of strong opinions. And I, I guess it's a conversation about authenticity and it's like, are you being a snob because you're being like, unauthentic to yourself or because you're being like just authentic to yourself or reverse snob or whatever. Anyways, this person, they said, you're not becoming a coffee snob, are you? And in my head, I was like, no, never. I'll never be whatever you want me to be to that you think is cool. I'll be. (laughs) (laughs) And I've had like a coffee maker for a while, like just like a Mr. Coffee type thing, like auto, auto drip, I guess. Um, You know, you have the pot, it's got the big thing that it's sitting in and you you know you put the ground beans in and you put the water in the back and then it makes you a pot of coffee um and i've been doing that i've had this machine that i inherited from a roommate who inherited it from their roommate so it's this old black and decker hunk of plastic and glass um that it's been making my coffee in the morning for years now, probably five years, you know? Um, and definitely, like, go back and forth with coffee, whether or not it's, like, serving me or just making me jumpy or whatever, and then sometimes I'll try to quit, and then I'll be like, tea is bullshit. <laughs> Which tea is very nice, but when, you're, when you want coffee and you settle for tea, it's like, I get mad. <laughs> I'm like, this is, this is fucking bullshit. <laughs> ah, and uh, anyways, yeah, I, I I'll drink a cup of coffee at the gas station. Yeah, I love it. Um, and so I I I fancied myself like this egalitarian coffee drinker, you know, where it's like oh, I could go to a cafe and have a nice coffee made for me. And I was a barista at a certain point, and I like enjoyed the craft of it. Um, although I didn't go super like there 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 just like a nerd culture to it that's cool that's like oh these people like fucking you know decant their shit or like get really intense about every single part of the process um 
And that's awesome. And it's also, it can be like annoying and like pretentious or just like, oh my God, this is like so expensive. <laughs> it's taking so long. <laughs> Anyways, roommate moved in that is that is just like loves craft coffee and just like knows so much about it and like has all this equipment and just started like making me these like specialty coffees and like I just got I'm just like fucking hooked it's fun. like I, there's no escape like I just started drinking this like nice espresso and I was like then he just started making for me and then I started like buying the beans so that like I could use the machine and like but then I would go back to the drip coffee and like or, or like the pot coffee and like and it would be good too, like if I got the right coffee or something. Anyways, blah 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 blah. I like do I think that just now I am a snob about coffee and we're like now I'm like really like I'm like having strong opinions about like <sighs> the roast color and like um they're like, well my coffee just tastes good, you know? And so I'm just I'm reconciling with like ha- developing more specific opinions about something and like feeling like you're you're becoming the snob you're afraid that you that you never wanted to become you know but I don't know part of me is like oh it's authentically happening you know um and there is just like I don't know there's like a hipster stereotype too where it's just like ooh, you're all into your coffee or whatever and I'm just like no I'm fucking real I swear <laughs> I can drink a cup of joe with the boys please <laughs> and uh yeah anyways i've had to you know i haven't had a cup of coffee like made for me in a while um because of pandemic and making my coffee at home and i have my roommate's stuff and i know how to use but i haven't gotten to the store in a while to like buy the beans that to use for and all this stuff and like i don't want to use the wrong beans on the machine. So I pretty much just like only use this one brand of coffee on his machine because that's, he hasn't explicitly requested that, but anyways, I don't want to fuck up his machine. Anyways, got a hand coffee grinder. And so I like grind a single cup's worth of beans at a time rather than buying ground beans at the store or grinding your beans at the store because a lot of the stores have taken out the coffee bean grinding station to avoid more contact with people which is like obviously important anyway so i was like oh i'll grab my beans at home i bet it'll taste real good then i have this fucking contraption i have to adjust the the burr to like get the grind size right and i like think i have it right but i like don't really know and now i'm like really i don't know if i'm like putting way too much water in or not enough water in because i always do what's on the bag and it tastes fucking like watery (laughs) shit and then i like I'm like, oh, is it the grind size or is it the amount of water that I'm using? Or like the water-coffee ratio or whatever. Anyways, all the coffee I've been making tastes like shit. <laughs> and, you know, this is when like your highfalutin tastes come to bite you. When you're like limited, when you have limited access and then you're just, now, now I'm just, now I'm just pissed. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this coffee, oh, this coffee fucking sucks. And like, I feel like I haven't like had a great cup of coffee in a while. And I just really miss that. Um, like, it's all right. And I feel like I'm getting better at it. And I'm like slowly understanding it more. Um, although it just takes so long to grind your own beans, like manually um, with this grinder that I have. Uh, and that 
it is there's part of me that's like, oh, this is like part of the ceremony of making it in the process and it's like something simple to focus on in the morning and that is like part of the process that I like rather than just getting handed a cup of coffee. But it's a little too much effort, I think. <laughs> like I have to I count it. I think you have to like fucking turn the thing like a hundred thirty times around. It's and I'm just like, that's t- I could do it I could do it twenty times and it would be like a cool like oh wow, I like feel rewarded for my effort. And now I'm just doing it and I'm like, this is fucking dumb. I hate this. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I want a cup of coffee and I want a good one. I'm sure I could get one. I'm sure I could. Get, I'm sure there's cop. There's like places that do that, that like make it and bring it outside to you or something. Maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll put some effort into finding out the like responsible, chill ass way to do it. Um, listen, guys, that's about all I got for now. Um, I love you so much. I know we're all doing this slightly differently, and I know we can't control other people how they're doing it. And sometimes that is really frustrating, and it also leaves a lot of room for just like fear and judgment whether or not you're doing it correctly and anxiety around that. And the reality is, it's like, ah, there's so much we don't know about like what is cool to do, what is uncool to do. But I just, I hope that you are being smart about this, and I hope that you're being kind to yourself, and I hope you're fucking staying home if you have a home. And if you don't, then my heart breaks for you, my friend, and I love you, and I will try to help you, and I gotta do some research to learn how to help the community more! Jesus Christ, Mackin. Okay, guys, I fucking love you so much, and I don't know when this podcast will have a guest again um, in person, but I'm gonna try to do more like remote guest shit, um, and if not, I'm gonna just keep doing this stuff, so... I'm gonna shoot for every week, but I'm gonna com- I'm gonna commit to every other week. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna reduce the commitment on myself, and then if everything else is just bonus, okay? So you can expect another one from of these from me in two weeks, and yeah, that is gonna be. I'm gonna guarantee that, and even though my word means nothing to you at this point, <laughs> but yeah, I love you. Uh, if there's any questions you want me to answer, just email me. It's a uh, Pizza is cool 26 at gmail.com. That's real, real email. Or text me or message me anyway. You can. I'm on Instagram at not Mackin. Um, my band's got records and stuff. Um, oh, yeah. I just wanted to plug some other stuff that I'm not involved in, um, just that I like and I enjoy. The Teacher's Lounge podcast. It's the greatest. It's the greatest. It's improv. Uh, these characters, it's just the best. It's this group called Big Grande and they're doing it and it's just, this, it's so silly. It's so fun. Um, staying in with Emily and Kumail, it's a great like uh, Hollywood writers couple that uh, they're just both really smart and fun and they're just sort of like have people on to talk about different aspects of things but it's like, it's been really great to listen to them listen to them during this um, because it's like as they're thinking about it and processing it and feeling it and being like open and stuff it's like it's really helps me feel like check in more with how I'm feeling and also like feel less alone as my feelings change about this Um, 
So yeah, staying in with Emily and Kumail is an incredible podcast. Ask Rana is a fucking great show that I cannot really explain to you. It's this woman doing a character, but she's giving really sincere, but it's like a sincere advice show, but it's also like so fucking hilarious and out and like there's a co-host on it, Brian Safi, who's just like so outrageous, but they're also, they give really sincere advice and they like talk about real, really real shit, but this woman's in character the whole time, but it's pretty much who she is as a normal person, but like heightened and there's like a little bit of lore, I guess. I don't know. It's, there's truly nothing else like it. But it's just so delightful, and it is, they do just fucking give great advice, and it's, like, so fun and interesting to listen to, and, yeah, it's really great. Um, Double Threat with uh, Julie Klausner and Tom Sharpling is just so fucking funny, and uh, I think is maybe the, like, pettiest thing that I, that I, that I truly love. Like, sometimes I... I don't like that energy. And I don't want to describe the show as petty, but sometimes <laughs> sometimes they just play stuff and shit on it. But they're just so funny, and I just really love them, and I really look forward to that podcast coming out every week. Um, that's all I'll recommend for now. Those are my, I think, three new favorite podcasts. I forget how many I said. I think I said four, and some of them I've been listening to for a long time, so... Anyways, yeah, go listen to those podcasts. Um, What are you listening to? Fucking let me know. Uh, I love you, and I'll see you soon. Bye. Happy 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 Happy